the Conscious Cafe. This podcast is designed to wake you up, blending old soul knowledge with new age intellect. I'm Izzy, your host, and I hope you enjoy this week's blend. It's time to wake up. Are you ready? Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Conscious Cafe. Today is day four of Joy to the Soul, and I hope you all are starting to feel a little more at home in the journal prompts, questions, activities, challenges, mantras, quotes, etc. I really appreciate all of you who have been listening to these audio files and kind of following along with my own journey, and the messages that you guys have sent me have been really wonderful to hear about how you're resonating with my experiences and the things that I'm working through for these 30 days. So I would love to hear from you about what you're working through, how you're feeling, how your experience has been so far. So as you guys know, you can post in the Facebook group, send me a message on Instagram, or send me an email. I would love to know how this first half of your first week of Joy to the Soul has gone. So that being said, today is day four. Today was day four. Um, I'm doing the challenge a day ahead of you guys so that I can do these audio files at night and kind of reflect on the day. And then you guys can listen to them on your day four. So day four for me has actually been been kind of intense just in my head. I didn't have any of the beautiful transcendent experiences that I had on day three. I felt a lot more anxiety and stress today. I have finals coming up tomorrow and I have noticed this pattern of when I have free time or when I don't have work to do, um, I feel selfish using that free time. And I know that that's something that probably a lot of you guys feel as well. But it's kind of this idea that if I'm not working, then I'm being lazy and I'm going to fail. Or if I'm not dedicating every moment I have to studying, then that means that I'm not putting my full effort into the class and then I don't deserve the grade I get or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know how the mind likes to weave its stories. So today has definitely been full of a lot of mental stress and mental stories. I started off the day really well. I am working on a really funny birthday present for my mom and that's been really fun to work on as well as obviously keep up with joy to the soul and everything that that entails and working with new clients and doing things that I really love doing. So I started off the day really well. I did my morning routine. I had my lemon water. I did my inner voice journaling and I found that place of peace. And then I just kind of noticed that throughout the day when I realized I didn't have as much to do to fill up every day, because like I mentioned yesterday, I'm used to waking up at five, starting work at six and then not being done until 9 p.m., which I love doing. But I noticed that I've gotten so used to doing that for four months straight that now that I don't have classes and I don't have as much work to do, having that free time almost feels like a burden instead of an opportunity. And so today I've really been feeling that stress of having too much time almost and feeling the fear of being judged for it. And then that fear also kind of tied into this fear of what if I don't get a great grade on my final and then, you know, people will judge me for it. What if people, again, part of healing is acknowledging exactly how the story goes in your head and not how you think it should be or how you cognitively understand it should be. And so for me, the story in my head is I've been a straight A student my entire life. I've always been a really high achiever. And every time a test comes around, I have this really deep-seated anxiety and fear that ties into that fear of imperfection that I was talking about on, I think, Monday. Um, 
and it just ties into that idea of what if I don't get an A and then people find out that I'm not as quote unquote perfect as my straight A record would have them think and then they find out that I'm not smart enough, capable enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they don't like me anymore or they leave me. And again, that ties into being left behind. So you can kind of see how when these thoughts are in my head, they all tie together from that fear of the imperfections and the belief that I have to be perfect in order to be safe and to be loved, tying into that fear of pain and loss if someone were to leave me because they found out about my imperfections, tying into that fear of being left behind because they leave. So again, you can kind of see how all of these are are tied in together and I've really been grappling with them today um especially my mind has just been really active and I've been trying to slow it down and let it breathe but this is also something that I know happens around tests especially the day before a test I tend to get really in my head and my mind starts to be really overactive And so thinking about what I shared yesterday about if you're trying to change your thoughts, you're still identified with the mind. Today, I've tried to take a more peaceful approach and just sit and observe the thoughts and observe how I'm feeling. And again, doing that mindful exercise that I introduced yesterday of just closing my eyes and going to that space inside where I feel that peace and that calm and really just asking myself how I'm feeling today and letting whatever the answer is be the answer. I also took the opportunity to go for a walk and take some pictures. I've recently picked up nature photography as a hobby and it's just been a really nice way to get out in nature to be in the present and to take pictures that show the world in the way that I see it and the beauty that I see in all the small things in the world like the birds and the squirrels and the leaves and and all of that so it's been a really beautiful spiritual practice that's also a great way to get my mind off and away from school so that being said that was kind of my day uh today I was just up and down, in and out, all the things. There were some really beautiful moments and also some moments where I was really in my head and I was kind of beating myself up for being in my head. And then I was reading um, today's challenge, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but today's challenge was to read 20 minutes of an inspirational book. And the book that I chose was 101 Essays to Change the Way You Think. If you haven't read it, I highly, highly recommend it. It's a really beautifully written book and it really does change the way you think. So I'll link that in the show notes for you guys. But I was reading this this book and part of one of the essays that I was reading was talking about your attachment styles and at one point I was reading the avoidant attachment style and it felt like she was just speaking directly to me and how I relate to the people around me and the fears that I have about being vulnerable and open with with how I'm feeling and so even this audio file in this podcast, these kind of push me out of my comfort zone because I don't like to acknowledge to other people that I have problems or fears or that I hurt or that I have ugly thoughts sometimes or that I'm in pain or that I'm anything less than perfect. And again, it goes back to that that fear of imperfection and people not loving me or staying with me if they don't think that I'm perfect. Not not that I think I'm perfect by any means, but you guys know what I'm saying here. I'm sure a lot of you can kind of resonate with that because a lot of times our limiting fears and our subconscious beliefs, they aren't logical. They, they don't add up when you think them through, but they're still deeply embedded in your mind because that's how your brain has decided is the best way to keep you safe. So I'm not saying here that I think I'm perfect, but there's a fear that if I let those imperfections show or if I show up fully with those in hand that I will get hurt or etc etc so 
even these audio files kind of push me a little bit to step outside my comfort zone and and share the things that I would typically keep inside and just work through on my own. And I had, I heard a yoga teacher say the other day that growth starts at the edge of your comfort zone. And I loved that because I know exactly how to work through all of these feelings and fears and quote unquote imperfections on my own. I know exactly how to do that. I've been doing it for years because I've, I've kept it typically to myself so that I don't have to bring other people into my vulnerabilities or into my imperfections so that I don't have to worry about what they'll think when they see how I'm really feeling. And so this is a really great way for me to share and be open and vulnerable and in that kind of uncomfortable space without that added pressure of it being a truly face-to-face interaction with a single person that I deeply care about. So that that book I was reading yesterday talking about the avoidant uh, attachment style was talking about how for us, those of us who attach in an avoidant pattern, we need to practice being vulnerable and open so that we can see that we won't be rejected for who we truly are. So I think this is a really great opportunity for me to do that and to be open and to be present and to be okay with not being okay. That's something I tell people all the time that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be perfect. And now it's time for me to start applying that to myself. So that being said, today is day four. And before we get into our prompts, I do want to take a moment and take that mindful breath that we took yesterday. So wherever you are, just get settled in your body, in your chair, where you're standing, where you're sitting, wherever you are, just get comfortable. You can close your eyes if it's safe for you to do so. And just take three deep breaths with me, breathing in. And breathing out. Breathing in. And breathing out. And one last time, breathing in. And breathing out. And when you're ready, just send your awareness deep inside and ask yourself how you're feeling today. Not judging, not how you should be feeling, but how you are feeling. And just notice with acceptance whatever comes up and sit with it for a moment. Let yourself fully feel it and know that however you're feeling is okay. And we'll go ahead and move into our mantra for today. So today's mantra is, I am safe, I am loved, I am enough. I am safe, I am loved, I am enough. This mantra is really great to repeat as you're falling asleep or when you're just waking up or when you're doing usually mindless tasks like brushing your teeth or cooking dinner. Our inspirational quotes for today are, if you spend most of your life in your head, make it a nice place to be. I don't know who said that one, but I loved the sentiment. The next one is, you've got to learn to leave the table when love is no longer being served. That's Nina Simone. And then the last is, in the process of letting go, you will lose many things from the past, but you will find yourself. And that's Deepak Chopra. 
So today's journal prompt is using your limiting belief from yesterday, write about what events led to this belief. List out as many as you can and try to find the earliest one. Take care of yourself after this because this exercise can be intense. Before I share my thoughts on this part, I do just want to say that some of my answers here may be triggering and I want you all to honor where you are and understand that you can always skip forward always stop listening. This is just here for me to share my experiences and if at any point it feels intense or uncomfortable or something that is not resonating with you or is not for your highest good, please continue on. Honor yourself and how you're feeling and I appreciate your willingness to be with me here but also honor yourself. So like I shared yesterday, I shifted my limiting beliefs from what I originally said to one limiting belief was the belief that I have to be in control to be safe or loved. The next was a combined fear of imperfections and a belief that I need to be perfect. And then the third was a fear of pain or getting hurt, especially by someone that I love. So I decided for this week to focus on the limiting belief or fear of that fear of pain or getting hurt. And so events that have kind of led up to this, and again, this is where I'm being really open and honest with you guys, and I ask that you will treat this space with respect and love and light and know that I'm also here to hold space for you if you need someone to listen to or talk to or talk through anything that you experience today while you're doing this exercise. But for me, some of the events that kind of led up to this were, as I shared yesterday, losing ballet. I spent 16 years of my life dedicated to becoming a classical ballet dancer and it abruptly ended and that was really difficult um, and led to that limiting belief or this this fear of pain or getting hurt in life. The other thing I shared yesterday was my my brother, my older brother leaving home when I was 16 and that was a really traumatic time and, and the way that it happened was really difficult for me. Some other events that led up to it were when I had to stop ballet, it was because I had some really intense health issues, and at the time, I, we thought that it was just my body was extremely sensitive to foods and exercise, and so I had to be extremely, extremely, extremely strict about how I ate and how I exercised and how I took care of myself, and so I always had this belief and this fear that if I didn't take care of myself to 100% perfection, then it was my fault that I was still sick and it was my fault that I had to leave ballet. So you can see how that ties into a couple of of those limiting beliefs. I've also had a, a relationship that I lost that was really difficult and a best friend that that relationship ended with a really intense fight um, and it was very painful. I also remember when I was younger, my dad and I didn't always have the smoothest relationship. So I can remember times where he would yell at me or I would get spanked or punished. Um, and that those were really difficult times as well. I also remember when I was younger, um, I wasn't necessarily the, the most peaceful child. I have red hair and I have the temper that comes with it. And so I was not necessarily always a rule follower, but I remember when I was younger, sometimes I felt like I was never quite good enough for the standards that my parents had for me. Um, I was also, and again, please listen to these with, with an open heart. And if you feel triggered by any of them, please understand that you do not have to continue listening. These are here as a way to share my experiences and hopefully connect with you all through this vulnerability. But if at any point you feel triggered by these, please feel free to step away. Um, so this, this one might particularly be intense for some of 
you all, but when I was, when I was younger, I was sexually abused by my, my biological father. And obviously that plays a lot into your mental status and your beliefs and, and fears and things. And then another one that seems small in comparison to these, but that was also really intense was when I was, I believe I was 13 or 14, my cat, my favorite cat in the whole world died. And it was really difficult uh, because at the time I was also, again, struggling with those health issues from ballet and I was having thyroid problems and he died of thyroid cancer. So it was just a lot wrapped up in those situations. So those were the ones that I really tied into these beliefs. And when I look at them and I look back at them, it's not a single event that really made this belief or this fear come into play it was kind of like a snowball effect if they just built one on top of the other and I can look back and I can understand that those times and those experiences weren't my fault and and they were opportunities that I truly did grow from and healed from and learned more about myself from and I am honestly grateful for those experiences for teaching me what they did teach me, but at the same time, they were painful, and some of them still are painful, and they have created a fear in me of going through that kind of intensity and depth of pain and grief, because I think there's part of me that believes that I won't be able to handle it if it happens again, because I've I've had to... Um, be cracked open and and heal that crack more than once and I think there's a part of me that's a unwilling and doesn't want to go through that again and b is afraid that if I break again I won't be able to be put back together and again understanding cognitively that that's not how it works but honoring the way that those fears and beliefs are showing up in my head is a really key part of this experience so again like I mentioned in the journal prompt this exercise can be very intense so please take care of yourself after this go for a walk when you're done the bilateral swinging of your arms helps uh, fire your neural network so that you can process better in your brain meditate take some deep breaths Go spend some time in nature, watch a Hallmark TV show or movie for the Christmas season. Whatever feels good for you, but please take care of yourself because that can be intense. So today's gratitude prompt is recall three memories that always make you smile. So three of the memories that came to mind for me were when I was dancing, I had this teacher that would have us warm up for class by going into a downward dog position and then walking around like that. So we would walk around on our hands and feet in a downward dog position. And one day I was doing it around the entire classroom and somebody said my name and I looked up and it was one of my best friends and she had been filming me walking around like that. And so now I just have this really funny video of me walking around like a dog around the ballet studio with all my warm-up clothes on and makeup and it's just it always makes me smile um the second memory I have is my little sister when they were really little around three or so we told them we had a, a Christmas tree that was battery operated so we had a remote and we could push a button and it would turn the lights on and so we told them when they were growing up that you had to blow on the Christmas tree kind of like you blow out candles but you blew on the Christmas tree and so we have this video of Ruthie the first time she did it the first time she did it she was sitting in her little high chair and she was so cute she was so chubby and she had on the cutest little outfit and she was sitting in her high chair and she blew three times and then it finally turned on and she just has this biggest whoa and her little eyebrow curves down it's just it's one of the funniest videos 
photos that I've ever seen and one of my favorite memories of her when she was little. Um, And then my third memory was one that I've actually held on to for a really long time. It was probably, I was probably nine or so, and my parents were coming up to Tennessee to look for houses, and we stayed, my brother and I stayed, in our then house in Texas uh, with our grandfather overnight while my parents went to Tennessee to look for houses. And so my brother and I were asleep on a mattress, a blow-up mattress down, living room, and there was a weird noise, and my grandfather was putting us to sleep, and I remember feeling a little worried and scared because it was the first time I'd ever slept in the house without my parents there. And I remember I used to sleep with a nightlight when I would be up in my own room, but now that I was downstairs in the living room with my brother on the air mattress, we didn't have a nightlight. And I remember saying to my grandfather, it's so dark, I'm scared. And he said something to me that at the time, just made me feel better but looking back it's a really valuable life lesson he said this is the darkest it will ever be and he meant that because your eyes adjust to the dark eventually it'll seem lighter and you'll be able to see everything around you and that really did make me feel better at the time and I remember telling myself that multiple times as a kid when it would be dark and I would be scared but looking back I really cherish that memory because it was one of those times where my grandfather and I really connected in that moment and he also offered that piece of advice that has truly changed the way that I view difficult experiences now because if you think about it those moments that feel really painful and intense and scary and unknown that's the darkest it will ever be that's the most you will ever not know because you're going to walk through the situation and things will begin to get clearer and easier and flow more and so those moments that feel really hard and really difficult and really new etc just it's the darkest it'll ever be you're you're in that lowest point and there you can only get more clear and more light and more love from there so those are my three memories and then today's challenge was again to spend 20 minutes reading an inspirational book and like I mentioned I read 101 essays to change the way you think if you're signed up on the email list I'll include a link there and of course I'll include a link in the show notes for that book as well I highly highly recommend it So that is all for me today. I hope you all are honoring your experiences and your feelings throughout this challenge that you are allowing yourself to be where you are. And until next time, beautiful people, all the love and light. Thanks for coming to the Conscious Cafe. Join me next week for your consciousness refill or keep the vibes going by following me on Instagram at izzy.intothedeep, joining my Facebook group or heading over to my website at welcometothedeep.com. You can find all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here and until next week, it's always a beautiful day at the Conscious Cafe.